Upscrub's portal is the fastest by far, and I've tested all of them. It's just instantaneous, customers can do whatever they need to. That's huge for retention. The other thing is the native upsells. That makes it super easy for us to test and like try out a bunch of different upsells up our AOV without having to like pay another app on top of the subscription app. Generally speaking, you see a churn around like the three or four month, I mean, literally across the board. I was like, wow, these massive merchants aren't doing simple things like sending a free gift or providing a discount on that third shipment. And so that to me is kind of like the V1, the low hanging fruit of what's possible here. And then what can we do from there to get really intelligent about what's possible? Hello and welcome to D2C Podcast. I'm Eric Dick. Today I am here with Dilip and Silva, the founder of Upscribe, as well as Rashad Hossein, the founder and CEO of Rise Superfoods. Rashad, can we start with you and just describe the growth journey that you've overseen at Rise? It's been pretty meteoric. Yeah, I mean, we started this company a year and a half ago. Uh, we were just grinding up mushrooms and selling them out of my mom's basement when we started. And pretty much just, you know, selling, hustling through Instagram, DM, email, even SMS at the beginning. And uh, really quickly, we were able to grow and, you know, hit, hit that six-figure monthly revenue rate and then get even further than that. And, you know, the whole journey has been about, like, creating this ritual and making sure we have a product that people need to use every day to get the full benefit of. Um, and turn into a piece of their life. And a huge part of that is subscription. And we knew the from the get-go, this had to be a subscription-focused business. And so over 90% of all of our revenue and customers come in on subscription first time. And that's really been the growth driver. You know, a majority of our revenue is recurring. Uh, and that's what we focus on with the business. And yeah. It makes a ton of sense just because you're not just creating a new ritual, you're hijacking a ritual in a lot of cases, right? Because people already have that ritual with coffee or tea or something else and you're, and you're hijacking, which is great. So I'm curious, I, I was on the site now, it looks like you can pretty much only buy it through subscription. Has that all, like it's not, you know, in the beginning, you're obviously grinding up mushrooms and, and hustling and selling it, but how long has it been available like primarily just through subscription? So at the beginning, and this is one of the things we we really, really wish we knew um, when we started is that everybody's going to tell you, um, try, people want to try before they buy. People have to try. No one's going to subscribe until, until they try it first. Uh, what we realize is that those people are just lazy marketers. If you do a good enough job at advertising, explaining the benefits, putting like investing into your creatives, your copy and doing everything to make sure that people understand that having a subscription is better, not just, not only do you save more money, but it's also way more convenient. There's actually a value proposition there. And so we just invest more into our advertising and explaining those benefits and drive the subscription first. And we've seen conversion rate increases on our subscription focused landing pages versus our, our one-time purchase. And so when we made that switch, that was pretty much the biggest thing we could have done for our business. Because at the beginning, you know, grinding out those one-time purchases is like, two years ago, it was possible to get a $10 CAC and get that and that was okay now you can't you can't pull that off anymore you can't scale uh doing that yeah i'm just on your page just to dive in quickly like it's just such a beautiful sales page i love the like the one dollar per serving again just thinking about it building it as that ritual is there anything you could point to in the evolution of this page that has been like a real key driver of success for specifically getting those first-time purchases as subscriptions 
Well, I think the big thing is listing out all the benefits you can. I mean, we have our reviews on that page, which is huge. People leave amazing reviews, so you get that social proof. You list out the benefits in a really clear, concise way using icons or bullets or whatever. And then, you know, you keep your CTA above the fold and you, you offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like, dude, you got nothing to lose. <laughs> so it's not any worse than uh, buying one time when there's a guarantee and this many people like it. So... Yeah, I, I have not yet tried the mushroom coffee yet. I'm a full slave to the bean currently, but you're telling me I would see cognitive benefits if I switched. Yeah, 100%. Brain fog will go away. Um, your memory would start to get better, better. We use a mushroom called Lion's Mane in our mushroom coffee that you know has a ton of benefits for, for neuron growth. And in some studies done on mice, it's actually been able to reverse Alzheimer's. So you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff happening with mushrooms. Not a ton of research right now um, in regards to like human trials, but we definitely see it from our customer base, and that's why they keep buying it. That's why subscription works. So let's chat about Upscribe a little bit here. First of all, have you always been with Upscribe uh, through your subscription programs or have you evolved to that more recently? No, we evolved to Upscribe. We started with you know one of the bigger players because uh, we didn't know any better. Uh, but really quickly, as a, as a smaller business at that time, uh, we were getting gutted. And when you're a small business, like you are, you are fighting for every amount of margin that you can get. And when your subscription checkout's taking this percentage on on top of a certain dollar amount, uh, it can really hurt when you're scaling. Uh, on top of the fact that they didn't have the nicest user interface, they didn't have sleek themes, they didn't have a lot of capabilities native to the platform. And I was looking to switch, right? Because I was not happy with, with who I was using. And one day I saw an Upscribe ad on my Instagram feed, actually. And I reached out and I talked to Dalipan the next day. And so Dalipan, this is just music to your ears, I'm sure. But like, does is this does this answer the question why you built Upscribe? It does. Um, most of our customers have come from you know a another solution that's been in the market for a long time. And so, what Rashad speaks to, which I really appreciate, is we put a premium on delivering a exceptional subscriber experience. And I think that's really the core of what drives it. Obviously, Rashad with Rise Superfoods has built a phenomenal business product and business and marketing, all of it, like, you know, end to end. And so we're like the engine in the background. So there's no claim that we can make to like all his growth. But it's really about we kept hearing in the market. Right. So we, we I've been in e-com, you know, D2C now for over a decade. And I was just surprised by how so many brands had done so well in spite of having a very poor subscriber experience that they were delivering. And they were like, Rashad was like, look, this can't be the case. These are like my most loyal customers. They're buying on a recurring basis. How can I not provide a experience that's as good, if not better than like the marketing funnel and the website that I provide, right? That experience and that discovery, the whole storefront. And so that was really the intention behind one of the big things and motivators behind starting the company. Pretty cool to be involved with a growth journey like Rise, I imagine, to be able to take them on in those smaller phases and see where they're at now. 100%. I mean, I would I would say that Rashad and Rise, and again, hats off to him and his team for really executing. And again, this is like growth in a very short time frame as well, right? Let me be very clear about this, in a very competitive space, right? Because you're in like the second or third wave, Rashad, right, of D2C growth. And to be able to win with a 
very core select number of products, take over, as you mentioned, Eric, here, a, a daily or, or ritual, and do so almost exclusively on subscription, right? It's almost like the what, what every brand aspires to do, right? Majority recurring revenue, you can forecast out inventory, and a very, very good product, if not great product, that actually has benefit to the consumers you're selling to. Yeah. Can you, we talk a little bit about where we're at in the in the mushroom wave? Because it's funny, I see Dave Asprey on my timeline, you know, in, in, on his TikToks. And, you know, I feel like he was one of those first guys in, I don't know, like the early 2000s talking about it. But it's it's still, there's still so much more to go, I imagine, in this superfoods and sort of mushroom space. Would you agree, Rashad? Yeah, absolutely. I imagine this is just the beginning. Like most people don't even know what medicinal mushrooms are, right? I just told you about lion's mane. There's five others we use, turkey tail, right, right, rishi, cordyceps, like this is still, we're still only hitting like a fraction of a percent of the overall coffee market, let alone wellness market. So um, this is just the beginning. I think mushrooms are gonna get bigger and bigger, especially as other more special types of mushrooms become more legal across the states. People start to learn more about the benefits of all sorts of mushrooms. Um, I think mushrooms are, this is just the beginning for sure. Yeah. I just know our, my own personal experience and friends of mine who tried not rise, but also just mushrooms generally, but also rice superfoods. I've been in the health and wellness space for a long time. Rashad has too. It's really amazing when you, when you hear the stories of folks, you mentioned Alzheimer's Rashad, right? I have friends who, who have ADHD and other, you know, maybe not as serious as Alzheimer's, but They've, they've been coffee drinkers for a long time, bean drinkers, right, for a long time. And then they switch to mushroom coffee like Rise. And it's astounding. They're like, literally like, what just happened to my focus? It's wild. It's wild. I, I, I can't name many product categories or products that have that level of like immediate, like, whoa, what just happened? Wow. Well, you're definitely selling me. I'm definitely going to have to give it a go here. And I think everyone can stand to be a little less jittery and brain foggy these days. But back to subscription, you mentioned like you you know you called up and you spoke to Dilipin right away, which I imagine is a cool thing. You know when you're when you're signing on with a new platform that you're actually talking with a, with a founder, someone responsive to what you're needing. Is there anything that you've built out over the life cycle of Rise here that's sort of been at their request? And and I'm just also curious about other things that you might have on the roadmap uh, for for the platform, Dilipin. Yeah, so Rashad has been a phenomenal partner to us in terms of providing feedback on that subscriber experience and, and helping us iterate. It's really amazing because he's, you know, we have as a startup, like we try to be super fast and innovative as it relates to our roadmap. And, and I think we are in many respects, but again, we're a small company, right? And it's amazing to me how Rashad is able to one, speak clearly to like the business and how it's growing and how specifically we can be helpful on subs, but to be quite clear, we're just like literally the engine him and his team have really executed here against what they're doing and a lot of that rests on like just clear product market fit in terms of what they're doing and to, to rashad's point we're still super early in that mushroom coffee market right when we think about our roadmap we really think about providing brands like rise superfoods the ability to move from just like beyond the like managing of subscriptions or, like skipping a next shipment or adding a product or changing a, a, a variant, right? So we're moving from like lion's mane to a reishi or a cordyceps. It's really about how are we providing Rashad and the team at Rise with the tools to really think about retention, 
he's already got a phenomenal retention rate, but how can we like make that even more exceptional here, right? So we think about really robust cancellation flows and churn deflection, right, as one key piece. I think the retention churn piece is something that's overlooked, I think, in the market from a solution standpoint, um, which is where we want to focus here, right? Because I think, I mean, you, you've seen Rashad's growth here at Rise. I think you've got acquisition nailed, right? Like you really understand this um, through and through, like the whole funnel here. And where can we come in as a solution, right? We can, can come in and it's the experience we provide, which is about engaging the subscriber and then making sure Rashad and his team have the tools to really understand how to reduce churn. And so whether it's cancellation flows, it's delighting a customer with a free gift at a certain shipment date, whatever that might be, it's how do we have those out of the box tools that he can easily execute on. Cool, Rashad, do you have any examples of things that you sort of added to the flows that, that, that helped reduce churn? Yeah, so the one, the nested cancellation flows are insane. Like the, the flows we have right now, there's like, it's like a four step process. We can provide answer, solution, answer, solution, or like question, answer, solution, and kind of go through every different use case that we see, whether a customer has too much product or a customer is going out of town. It's really easy for them to do it right off the bat on their own phone. And the other thing is speed. Like Upscrub's portal, I'm not just saying this, is the fastest by far. Um, and I've tested all of them. It's like, I think they code it on a, in a different way than everybody else does. And it's just seamless, instantaneous. Customers can do whatever they need to. And so that's huge for retention. The other thing that's awesome is the native upsells. So the other apps don't have built-in upsells into the platform itself. So that makes it super easy for us to test and like use a, try out a bunch of different upsells up our AOV without having to like pay another app on top of the subscription app. You know, so those are things I would say um, have really helped. Yeah, very performance marketing mindset. That's something that that it kind of feels like there's so many people, like so many of these players rush the subscription market when in the very early phases built out the tools to get the job done. But there's this real opportunity now for platforms to come in and, and create a lot more custom, better experience things. Anything else you'd point to, Dilipin, that you think uh, that you're psyched about? I'm psyched also about how we're leveraging analytics. And this is an area where I think there's a lot of room to grow for us as well, right? And across the board in terms of the solutions, it's, we think about it and we call it cohort actions, which is, I was surprised when we were looking at the data across different merchants and, and Rashad and Rise do this really well, right? Generally speaking, you see a drop off in, or churn roughly around like the three or four month. I mean, literally across the board, like doesn't matter like what category, what product you're selling. And so what does a merchant do? And I was like, wow, there are these massive merchants who have big businesses that aren't doing simple things like sending a free gift or providing a discount on that third shipment or doing you know, some quick action, like an if this, then that statement almost, right? Based on a cohort that the merchant can create. And so that to me is kind of like the V1, the low hanging fruit of what's possible here. And then what can we do from there to get really intelligent about what's possible, right? I imagine a future, and you know, I'm sure Rashad has thoughts on this and um, knows better than, than I do about how to like really serve uh, a customer base really well as it relates to a subscriber. I really am thinking about a world where, you know, can we think about being really much more intelligent about the frequency that matters to a customer? Right now, like we only offer Rashad the op options of like a set, you know, 30 or 60 or 90 or whatever, 45. How can we get to a point, you know, in the future, in the near future, where we're able to provide Rashad and Rise the ability to say, okay, we're actually getting intelligent about 
what this customer, how they consume, and maybe they want to be on a 42-day subscription. I don't know. I'm just throwing that idea out there as an idea of like getting intelligent about how does someone actually consume the product and really being much more intelligent about meeting that need uh, in a much more um, intelligent way. It makes me think you could offer a subscription that was for part-timers that aren't fully ready to commit to it yet. They want to do half coffee, half mushrooms, so you could have a, have a frequency for those users or let's, to wean them off the bean. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about free gift for a second here? I noticed that uh, in your in your product descriptions, you have a journaling option, like something that you just send people a physical product, which is a great example of a job to be done sort of style gift, right? People looking to gain more clarity and focus in their life. Uh, you know, obviously it'd be great for them to write all that stuff down. Is that the free product that you guys currently rock with? Yeah. So it's actually an app that I built. It's a journaling app. It's text-based. So we send you a gratitude prompt every morning and our subscribers, if they opt in, it's completely free for them. Uh, their responses get get placed in their, into their own digital journal that they can go back and look on. And the thing is, what we realized, we have a Facebook group with all our subscribe or a lot of our subscribers, and they always used to talk about how they loved gratitude journaling in the morning, helped helping them practice mindfulness, and like how grateful they were for their coffee and how good they feel, et cetera. And so we're like, oh, this seems like a natural part of people's morning ritual. So let's just build it for them. So we built that app. It's been a huge success. And it's a steal, like it's free. Like you would easily pay 10 bucks a month for that on the app store. So that's yeah. the gift that we, we offer. Um, and it's, uh, it's been awesome so far. And we also have it within our Upscribe portal too. Uh, so people go in there and you can use it right there. And it just enhances, you know, Dilipin said this earlier about the groundwork that you've done on your team. So much of a good subscription program is just in the thoughtfulness of the product, in, in how, in the offers that are crafted that's a real difference maker, right? If you're providing this this free app that's also links your community together and gives you all these touch points, it's, uh, it's a good one. Can we talk a little bit about Top of Funnel? Can we talk a little bit about where you're finding the, the sort of the best, like I, I just see TikTok, on TikTok all the time, I see Mushroom Coffee ads. Where are you finding the best subscribers right now, Top of Funnel? So we actually are, the highest LTV customers are always people who come in and talk to customer support. That's always, that customer is always going to be like 5x every other customer. Um, then where do they actually come from? Facebook has been our highest LTV so far, um, but um, also a majority of our spend is going into Facebook, Instagram, and then TikTok and Google. Um, so people who interact with customer service, people who go from Facebook to Google to purchase, people who also go from Facebook to email to purchase, you find that the people who take multiple touch points took more time to convince them they're higher value people. And so they'll, they'll have higher LTV, but we still utilize Facebook. Um, despite the iOS updates, we've still managed to find success there. Um, and, and we're ramping up on TikTok as well. You've got that LTV dialed. If you have that acquisition game, you have a really strong sense of what these people on average are worth by cohort. And you can get, you can get dynamic with, with how you acquire them, right? Yeah, and like what we've begun to do is like what I said about talking to customer service increases LTV. So what we do is we try to make everyone have a customer service conversation. So we literally have like virtual assistants who reach out via Instagram DM or email personally or SMS and try to have a conversation with them as if it's just like a normal person, um, which it is. And we have scripts for that. And like we, we found that when people respond and have that conversation, LTV is so much higher. Uh, so that's something that we've invested into. 
Can I just pause real quick and note how phenomenal like that strategy is, right? Of basically you're actively building community in a way where it's not, you're not asking the customer. You're, it's a give of like, look, let me just hop on a call, happy to share. This is not a response to like some issue or problem with the product or some other thing, shipment, et cetera, right? That's such a rare thing for brands to do, to be that proactive. It's counterintuitive. In a lot of ways, you know, like I was, I was thinking I had another customer service platform on, they were just talking about like, in, in their view, you know, the best customer experiences are the ones without a customer experience touch. And that's maybe for that business, maybe in a one-time purchase model, you don't want to, but for something like this, where you have this whole story and, you know, it's, and this whole flow, it makes sense. Yeah. And when it's like a health supplement type product, a subscription uh, that people are really relying on to start to feel better and get better. When the company reaches out to you and says, hey, how's it going? Like, how's this working for you? We're excited. Here's here's some ways that we make it ourselves. It's delicious. Like that goes a long way. And even if they don't like it, they want to keep trying it. They want to find a way to like it because they feel so good about the company. So it works for us. Rashad mentioned this thing, Eric, about, you know, the, the, the tracking changes that, you know, hit Facebook, iOS changes that basically impacted Facebook and then Google's going down that road next year, I believe, right? And so every D2C merchant, including ourselves on the B2B side, we know that the brands who are investing in brand and community, right, and con, like that's where the wins are going to come, right? And when you think about a play like this, where you're actually actively building out, you're not looking at customer support as a cost center, but actually a mechanism to build community. And then I would bet your NPS scores here, Rashad, right? And like are through the roof, right? Because you're an active engager in building community and finding out like how people are feeling and doing. That's a grade A knowledge bomb. That's a grade A knowledge bomb for the DTC podcast. So that, that one, that one's great. Uh, Delipa, I'm just wondering from a high level too, you, you spoke to it a little about, about community and how valuable that is, but across all the, the clients that you work with, do you see any big trends sort of happening in the subscription space that you can speak to? Yeah, I think the trend I have seen more recently, and it's funny, I did not see this trend in 19 or 20, but really in the last, I would say year and a half plus is many more folks it was almost like the first wave was, oh, wow, let's do subscriptions out the gate. And that's where, you know, I think uh, folks like Rashad really understood there's a real, real um, way here with a very, like a phenomenal product that has efficacy, right, for folks and benefits. Uh, it has a really strong um, um, brand, brand affinity as well. The next wave, what I'm seeing is many folks think about bundles, right, as, as the next, how am I thinking about subscriptions in a more unique way. And so I hear for some brands, the build a box bundling functionality to be super important. The ability to be able to pick any number of variants, it could be a sampler pack of different kinds of oats as an example, or uh, a couple of companies we're talking to right now are in the, uh, in the hydration space, right? In the water space. And they're like, you can pick, you can mix and match, you can change and what they're doing the other trend, Eric, is they're doing it in a way where, as an example, they're providing more variety and optionality on D2C compared to retail. So retail ends up being the awareness driver, try out that product, what, what Rashad mentioned. But it's really like, look, but if you want that full set of product SKUs and variants and you really want that brand experience and engagement from us proactively, the way Rashad and his team are doing it, buy online and subscribe. 
That's kind of an inversion too, right? Because D2C started as a way to like cut out the middleman, uh, you know, so that you, you, you could you'd save money. And that that's dissipated. There, there's no longer a cost difference, but then you invert it so that you actually provide the richer customer experience online. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Here's a, here's a like, uh, you know, a hot tip and you can think about whether it's just like there's truth or not right directionally. And Rashad, you may have more thoughts here about this as well. I'm hearing more brands. It was almost like the D2C play was win on Facebook and Instagram and then just drive to subscriptions. And now it's still the case, right? You're still doing that. But they're playing that retail game in a bigger way. They're like, let me open those doors. And that is like my hedge against what's happening on the iOS Google side, right? That's going to drive that top of funnel awareness as well as still doing that work there on, on the online side. But I'm still driving then to like a more unique experience end to end on my uh, on my own online storefront and a community, which is the I think the real differentiator here that you want to think about. And there's so many different ways to create a community. I was thinking about the other day. We have 40,000 people who read our newsletter, and they, we don't hear from a lot of them. There's not a lot of two-way community, but just the fact that they're you know listening to the podcast, reading the newsletter, like that's that's a directional community. Love it. Love the community building. Okay, Rashad, I got to ask, if we were to give you $50,000 uh, as, as a grant and to grow Rise, to grow the subscription program, but you have to use it in one month, how do you deploy those funds? Oh, I would build out a slamming customer portal. I mean, we already have a good one, but like I would build a lights out uh, and integrated with an application, a mobile app that pe- people can use and order on the fly right into their app. Um, even more nested cancellation flows, even more offers for free gifts, um, easier ways to track your shipments with one click, reorder with one click. I would invest in the customer portal, honestly, just a direct investment in our most loyal customers. And that'll be the biggest LTV increase that we could get. And, you know, it'll have long-term benefits too. And is that something you build out with Upscribe or is that, uh, is that on your own? Is that native to your own platform? So we have all the capabilities to do it on our own, but we'll use our agency to work alongside Upscribe to make sure like everything's coded properly and, and their technicians can like make sure that um, we're coding everything the right way to work as seamlessly as possible. But this won't be merged with the other app. The, the two apps will remain separate. That is something we have to figure out. I'm not sure if there are capabilities there um, with a, to integrate with a mobile app if we build something native. Yeah, we would do it, Rashad, right? We would, we would think about... It would basically be leveraging our APIs, and this is the importance of having like really strong APIs here. Not to get too technical in the weeds here on on tech, but really strong APIs so you can deliver. And Rashad and the team, both the Rise team and their agency, can leverage our APIs to deliver a phenomenal portal specific to the Rise customer base and what they're learning and iterating with frequency, right? And then leverage the same APIs to deliver a phenomenal app experience. You tell me, Rashad. From what I understand in, in my own work with brands over over a decade, what I've found is that there's like, you know, you have say 70, 80, maybe 90% of your basis subscribers, but there's probably 20% that are driving insane revenue for you, right? And that's probably the, the, the crew that's gonna that's gonna download that app and be all over it versus yeah. Slack, right? Right, right. And so how do you provide an even more stellar experience for that crew? Very cool. So if you want to know more about Upscribe, you go to upscribe.io. You can schedule a demo there. Anything else you'd advise people to do, Dalipin? That's it. Yeah, that's our that's our own storefront, uh, our own brand branded uh, storefront. So hit us up there. We'll respond to you ASAP and 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 chat. And even if you're not looking 
for subscription solution, but you're in the D2C space, we're happy to talk to you. We've got a ton of experience in this space. Most of the folks at the, at the company have worked in the Shopify e-com ecosystem and they've been on the merchant side or on the B2B side. So we're happy to talk to any and all brands considering or already running subscriptions. And the one thing I'll say about that is that you know, it's so cool to talk to a company and talk directly to the CEO and the founder rather than sitting with some AE who has the same big tech company sales script. Much cooler to talk to someone who really knows what they're talk- talking about and like has a vision for the future and what they're going to keep building. So I love it. Because you're offering up Delepin, where do you recommend that they reach out to you on uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, through the contact form or what? Contact form on our website or even Twitter and LinkedIn. I have my DMs open on both. So feel free to reach out to me directly. More than happy to chat. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming to the podcast. I think this was a bit of a masterclass in sort of like leading edge subscription commerce. So uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumeralloneword.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.